0: Welcome to Fuller Speed Ahead, I'm J.T. Angstrom, Chief Strategy Officer here at Freight Waves. I'm joined by John Globe, Chief Marketing Officer at Windmore. He joins us in Chattanooga, Tennessee from San Francisco, California. John, thanks welcome so to town. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you uh, with us. So you, you flew into Atlanta last night, drew, drove up through the rain. Missed a football game, but uh, all, all to make it to FreightWaves headquarters here in Chattanooga.
1: Yeah, it's great to be here, and what a great setting to be part of this environment. So big congratulations to you and Craig and the
0: team. That's right. Welcome to Freight Alley. Thank you. <laughs> it's a little different than Silicon Valley. It is. It is. I got to say, it's a little refreshing and, and pretty exciting too. But now, overlapping kind of Freight Alley and Silicon Valley, you, you're working on a tech platform for the freight space. So it's it's. It's an interesting offering to have kind of both cultures overlap. Can you tell us a little bit about the founding of and the history of Winmore and sort of where that idea uh, started. Sure. So, so Winmore has been around for about six
1: years now. Our focus is on the transportation and logistics industry, especially around this bid and tender management process, mm-hmm. which is a big issue for every type of transportation big company. Time. If you think about how RFPs are sent to the smallest brokerages, to tenders sent to the largest freight forwarders, it's a process that's largely done in email and Excel. We've often joked to say, if you're going to start a software company, find the biggest Excel file that goes to the most people, and you could probably find a way to start software that solves that problem. <laughs> Okay. And we've certainly done that with bid and tender
0: management. That's right. And so now you guys have been in business for about six years? That's right.
1: Yep. Fortunate to work with some of the biggest names in the country and yep. in the world as well as some of the smallest, fastest up and comers. So, yep. but again, our focus is exclusively on logistics service providers. We're not trying to be everything to everyone. Yep. Only on the
0: LSP market and only on the bid and tender management process. Yep. And so you're focusing most heavily on the contract market for bid and tenders outside of the spot market, which is obviously much more transactional in nature. Can you tell us about the thought process around managing a bid process, why you targeted the contract market, uh, what you think some of the biggest pain points are with respect to managing these negotiations or contract processes? Um, interested to hear your perspective on that from a tech angle.
1: Yeah, so, so let's start with the whole market in general between contracts and spot, right? We've seen, thanks to a lot of your research and analysis and news, just how volatile that market is, right? Mm-hmm. It literally moves so quickly between back and forth between spot and contracts. And so increasingly for brokers and carriers and forwarders, they really need to lock in those contracts, right? We've heard some of our customers describe their contracts as the bedrock of their business. Yep. So now more than ever, it's especially important that companies focus on really understanding how can we actually have an efficient process right there. To begin with. But the reality is for most companies, now again, if you have literally 10,000 employees or 100 employees, odds are you're probably managing those inbound RFPs in email and Excel, right? Yeah. And a typical process for most companies is they receive that email file, they forward it to around to a few people, and they kind of keep their fingers crossed that ideally that bid's going to get back in time and some magic will happen and hopefully not too many all-nighters to hit that deadline of, say, 5 o'clock on
0: Friday. Yeah, it can be pretty cumbersome. and then And then furthermore, which adds more complexity, is every bid process, run by a shipper is a little bit, if not a lot, a bit different.
1: Exactly, and we've often hoped, right, and and tons of money has been spent trying to get shippers to standardize even on one version of Excel. It's not going to happen. No. Right. There will continue to be huge levels of variability in these Excel files coming in. So rather than hoping that that's going to change, just accept the fact that it won't. That's right. Instead, focus on getting your teams to work better together. Yeah. And we feel there's really three things that most transportation companies can do. Number one, they can focus on qualifying bids. Number two, they can focus on getting the inefficiencies out of the process and have people work as a team and third if they embrace some of these new collaboration models of smartphones and tablets they can actually engage more accurately across their organizations so those are the three pillars that we think are most important qualify bids because about 22% of those are price checks mm-hmm. so think about that a quarter of the bids are just price checks yeah. for incumbent service providers so as soon as you figure those ones out and you get them off your
0: plate the more bandwidth you'll have to actually respond to the bids so that'll move the needle. And now how can you guys ac- actively help people proactively figure out what's just a, a marking to market versus an actual bid process where there might be some economics at the end of the process? How, how do you... How do you- What are the signals you guys look for?
1: Yeah, it's a really great point that you mentioned, especially around signal. We've built an algorithm on our side that takes inputs from across the organization. So as that bid comes in, and you might have your finance manager weigh in with their opinion of the opportunity. Of course, the commercial team will have their thoughts, so will someone in operations, right? We can aggregate all those inputs and apply what's often known as a stage gate, a go-no-go, apply our algorithm, and effectively color code each of those bids. We can assess winnability. We can assess strategic fit. We can assess how likely you are to win the deal, put all those together and effectively say, "Okay, here are your green bits. Let's go move forward in the process. Don't even waste your time on uh, on discussing those. You should move them ahead and start preparing your response. The red ones, you know what? Those are probably price checks. Get them off your plate entirely and save your conference call just for the yellow ones. Interesting. So instead of having a four-hour call every Friday going over
0: all the bid <coughs> pipeline, you focus it down to one hour every other week just on the yellow bits. That's really interesting. And then. Within that qualification process, I know a lot of shippers will bid out a portfolio of lanes for, say, an asset-based carrier. And so carriers will bid on all lanes, but then shippers will come out and pick and choose what they do or don't actually want to accept from, from given operating companies. And, it, and, you know, as you can appreciate, operating companies all have different networks. Mm-hmm. And so the price they give on one lane might be materially different than the price they give on another in relation to the market given their network. And they may bid a portfolio, which makes sense in totality, but if they only went on half the lanes, those might be the lanes that they took on lost leaders to actually add volume to their dense lanes, which can create network imbalances if what's actually tendered is is not uniformly allocated against their their bid. Can you talk to us a little bit about how, okay, so you've qualified whether or not to bid. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like, okay, now we bid, within that bid how do we think about how to deal with all these different factors within the big package yeah and so one of the first things you do and exactly you're right on
1: in terms of understanding the importance of this is look at the previous bids that you've submitted to that shipper and in similar vertical industries as that shipper and understand historically what happened and if you ask most brokers or carriers how hard it is just to find the previous archive of bids that's a big challenge you'll find that there's some excel files stored on a hard drive here, or a thumb drive there, or a home laptop back at a former employee's home office, for example. So for us, what we do is focus on having that bid repository. So all that full history of bids are stored in one location. And then we can allow some level of analysis using tools like Microsoft Power BI to be able to really understand some of the patterns and trends that you've seen historically. Interesting. So by getting that information available in a matter of minutes, not days, you can actually pull that data together to help provide the best response that you can, which really speaks to that second volume accountability. Most companies have some sort of process in the way in which they respond to bids. We've studied this market. It's all we do. Out of the box, day one with our product, is what we feel one of the best workflows representing the requirements of an RFP process or a tender process. That said, if you do have some different ways in which you respond as a a logistics provider, we can certainly make room for that too. Mm -hmm. But managing that process so that if I'm involved in, say, 20 bids, all of my tasks are in one place where I can log in in the morning and quickly go through those instead of digging through literally Dozens of emails yeah. just can take a process that today runs for you know a number of weeks down to a number of days. That's interesting. how you can respond to bid rates. So faster. when you
0: talk about accountability, it's both internal and external in terms of who's got ball in court, what's the nature of the actual activity or task, how do we keep track of all of this, how is it centralized? And then oh, furthermore, five people internally are working on the bid. They're all looking at the same thing instead of having, you know, 10 different Excel files running in competition. Exactly. It's one system of record.
1: It's a digital water cooler. You could think about it. Yep. where Everyone goes to be able to see everything that's happening with that bid. And that's important not only in terms of getting that response in, but also historically. So if you can go back next year and look at that full history of this is why we priced these lanes at this rate, you mm-hmm. can understand the details behind that. And also, candidly, for the team responsible for delivering the solution can go in there and see the full history as well so they have that context since oftentimes there's a different team that's actually implementing and onboarding the work from the one that bid on the work. Yeah, right. So you have that full system of record in one location which is really
0: powerful. That's interesting, that's interesting. And then the third pillar, can we talk through that one? Yeah, the third pillar is collaboration, okay. right?
1: And if you look at the way in which some of the newer entry uh, employees coming into the workforce today, it's not unusual to hear people in their 20s before they take a job offer from some oh. of the big companies ask, well what sort of software systems am I going to be using? Right, And if you can think about when we were starting our careers, we never would have asked, show me what sort of systems we're going to be working in day out. Mm-hmm. But it's that much of a factor, certainly yeah. for the younger workers coming into some of these large freight brokers, the yep. even smaller ones for that matter. So they need to have a different user interface. They need to have a way in which the screens flow more like Instagram than a business system. So that new model of collaboration helps people share comments in real time in a secure environment instead of the old text messages where you have no idea who's reading it, where it's going. Yeah. Put it all into one place on the mobile device, on the de- a tablet, on the desktop, in the new way in which a lot some of the
0: younger workforce is used to engaging with systems. That's awesome. So when you look at the encap- encapsulation of the UI, UX, and the software, really what you can do is you can help streamline the process of thinking through, how do we bid on this package? Sh- should we bid on this package? How do we bid on this package? How do we think about the breakdown of all the factors, whether it's on a lane-by-lane basis, whether it's thinking about access oils or not? And then within that, internally, we have you know, what you've defined as accountability in terms of basically project management of the actual bid process, both internally and externally, and then a communication mechanism for understanding how to communicate across all of our constituents internally to make sure that from, from top to bottom, we're all communicating, we're making productive and effective decisions, and we're going to market. Um, both with the right economic profile, with the right strategy, and as effectively as possible and not just bidding out on everything.
1: Exactly, and so the end result of what we hear from our customers, again, this is an app you use day one, the day you buy it, swipe the credit card and get up and running. You can respond to 67% more bids by being smart about qualification. You can respond 20% faster by getting everyone out of email and Excel into this digital collaboration environment. And then ultimately you can increase your win rate. Some of our customers like GenPro, 175 million free broker up in Rutherford, New Jersey, reported a 25% increase in their win rates thanks to using our software. So those are the kind of results that, again, aren't projections. These are what our customers in production today, some of the biggest names in the industry, as well as some of the faster up and comers are reporting multiple years into the product.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And so when you think about your guys' you know, deep, uh, domain industry focus in the contract market it's I find it to be an interesting overlap with what you know we do here at Freight Waves with our knowledge of both the contract and spot market with us looking at predictive analytics to understand <clears throat> you know in your world you're looking about how do you bid on this package you know in our world we're thinking about well where are rates going to be one day one week you know one month one year out And then how do we think about how the contract market moves and then what does that mean for the spot market and how that total package is interrelated? And as you know, all of these players, whether they're asset light or asset heavy, they have not just contract exposure, and to your point, they all love having contract exposure, to get those tenders to have relatively streamlined revenue but they're all also taking in you know spot revenue as well in some way shape or form and sometimes the market dictates how much of that that is and sometimes um you know you can have the leverage to determine how much mm-hmm. you actually want to push into the spot market and sure. so i think there's an interesting sort of side by siding with what you guys are seeking to accomplish and what we do here at freightways i 'd be very interested to to see how our our softwares you know our, our sonar platform and also your winmore platform could could collaborate uh, on future endeavors yeah I, I i'm very excited about it and we're very
1: proud of our partnership with you, not only in product because I agree with you there's so much more we can do together, recognizing mm-hmm. the importance of data and analytics in this industry is That's the right. adages of data is the new oil and I think certainly our customers realize that and they're looking for services and insight and guidance from freight waves to help make smart decisions right for sure you provide that insight we can help apply it at the right time in the process to ultimately drive some real strong business results together
0: absolutely and now you, you just mentioned the word product yes let's talk about product and what makes you excited in the product world
1: yes well big announcement today so we're very pleased to be here talking about winmore 360 okay which is a natural evolution of our bid and tender management product that, again, we started uh, building out in the market a number of years ago. Uh, But today we announced uh, improvement and extension of our bid scoring algorithm, which is that key part of the technology that helps make data-driven decisions around qualification. We've also built out our analytics suite and introduced dynamic carrier profiles. So again, we're not a carrier management system, but when the Bid and Tender team receives that bid and needs to look at some real valuable insight on which carriers to involve in preparing an RFP response, these dynamic carrier profiles and insight can provide enormous level of intelligence to those carriers. So the carrier intelligence is something we've announced today too, which we're also very excited about.
0: Can you talk to us a little bit about the carrier intelligence and how you think about that? Sure, well it's really, again, focused on the carrier specifically in the bid process,
1: right? Because what we're finding is so many of the strategic sourcing teams, at some of our customers, don't have that same level of visibility in terms of understanding that sort of real insight about which carriers to involve in a process. And so oftentimes when a freight broker bids on a bid, They're, of course, getting input from their carrier partners. They don't circle back to the carriers to say, listen, you didn't get the award, and here's why. Here's how you can do things differently. So we want to make sure we can help a lot of the forwarders and brokers close the loop on that side to help bring them closer together with more valuable insight. So again, it's an exciting opportunity
0: for us to think about some of your products and how that can help streamline and deliver great results there too. Absolutely. We can help you guys think through, okay, so you've chosen you want to go on the bid. You've d- determined who the team is, now how do we think about pricing the bid, how do we think about our exposure, and how do we think about which car- what our carrier selection is, whether it's going to be an enterprise carrier, or we're actually going to dip into the owner-operator community. Exactly, and exposure, that's exactly what it's about, is understanding and controlling that
1: risk and making a smart decision. Mm-hmm. And then the last tenet of the Winmore 360 announcement that we made today was around the last stage of the process, which is that important audit or post-mortem, right, after the bid's been submitted and the rewards come back, you've negotiated to onboard that, that you really need to take a step back and say, what did we do well during the cycle? What did we do differently? How are we going to learn from this as an organization? So we've added a stage to our workflow to help really uh, ensure that that post-mortem occurs on a regular basis. We prepare that package, we do that smooth handoff to the uh, implementation and onboarding team and really make sure that all of that insight is captured and handed off within the
0: organization. That's right, because, you know, win or lose, the chances are this bid package is going to come through again next quarter next year exactly exactly so it's good to institutionalize some lessons and learnings from that
1: yep and make yourself smarter as an organization capture one one place and help
0: improve the learning ability of the company too absolutely that's wonderful um so with that i think we're we're coming close to the end right. of time let, let me ask you one last question sure uh what makes you most interesting headed you know second week of january yes. headed into 2020 thinking about you know, domestic transportation, international transportation. What what makes you most interesting, uh, most excited, looking at? you know, the fundamentals of the market, the dynamics of the market, and how we can address it from a technology point of view.
1: Yeah, I think from our side, analytics is gonna play increasingly role, especially in the second half of this year, right? It's really difficult to say how the markets are gonna shake up between contract and and spot. But the one thing, certainly more than anything else, is the importance of having more, richer insight coming out of the systems like ours. So I think that's the area that certainly gets us most excited. When we think about the back half of the year, some other announcements we'll make around actually taking all this insight around the teams to help them even make even better decisions. Applying more of those algorithms to help really drive some greater insight. That's what gets us excited.
0: That's tremendous, and we're excited to to watch the development of Winmore over time. And you know, Thank certainly you. looking forward to uh, continue to stay in touch and collaborate together. Perfect. Well, thanks so, for having me here. Absolutely. So, with that, uh, I'm JT Yangstrom, Chief Strategy Officer at FreightWaves. This is Fuller Speed Ahead. I'm with John Galab. Uh, Chief Marketing Officer Globe. Chief Marketing, Office Globe. Chief Marketing <laughs> Officer at Winmore. He joins us from San Francisco, California. He came in to announce the rollout of Winmore 360. Uh, if you haven't already, please check out uh, Freight Waves on Apple TV, Roku, and all other streaming platforms. Check out Freight Waves Live in Atlanta. And if you haven't done a demo for Sonar 5.0, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to set you up for that. Uh, again, I'm JT Angstrom. Thank you for your time.